welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on October 24th, Lord's Day Service. Our exhortation this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory." We learn here that there is a hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world. And the princes of this world do not know of this hidden wisdom. If they had known it, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus Christ. Many of the rulers, many of today's rulers, still do not understand this hidden wisdom. And this is why Satan still has power in the world. That is why 1 John 5.19 tells us that the world lies in the power of the evil one. And it's also why Ephesians 2.20 talks about the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Both of these passages are from the New Testament and they come after Christ's death and resurrection where we know he defeated Satan. So what's going on here? The term for this is what you'll hear theologians call already, not yet. Remember that the author of the Holy Scriptures is the Holy Spirit who knows the end of all things. And so for him, these things have, have already happened in his eternal counsel. It's like when you rewatch a great football game and you know the ending and you get to that game-changing play, the pick six or whatever it is, and you say, this is where the Cowboys won the game. Now, technically the game isn't over, but that play clinched it. That clinched the victory and it turned the tide so that the end was, was inevitable. Already, not yet. In 2005, there were two Japanese soldiers who emerged from the jungle. They had been there for 60 years since World War II. They didn't know that it had ended, uh, supposedly. They they had likely deserted their post at some point in there or felt like they deserted. And they assumed that if they showed their face in civil society again in in Japan, that they'd be court-martialed. Unbelievers are still living in fear. They're still serving a defeated ruler, not knowing that they have been set free and that that ruler has been defeated. Our job as Christians today is to go out into all of the corners of the world and announce the good news to those who remain ignorant, that the war has been won by King Jesus. His kingdom has come. And it's not just a few random people in the jungles but many millions are still taking orders from a defeated enemy. And so, Satan keeps running these same old plays. The princes of the world still operate using the wisdom of the world. Remember that the master stroke of the enemy was the crucifixion of God's Messiah. C.S. Lewis illustrates this really well in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. When the witch thought she had tricked her enemy, the Lion King, Aslan, 
to take the place of the foolish boy Edmund, she thought that she had finally defeated her enemy. But Aslan explained to Lucy what really happened. I quote, it seems that though the witch knew the deep magic, it means rather, that though the witch knew the deep magic, there is a magic deeper still which she did not know. Her knowledge goes back only to the dawn of time, but if she could have looked a little further back into the stillness and the darkness before time dawned, she would have read there a different incantation. She would have known that when a willing victim who had committed no treachery was killed in a traitor's stead, the table would crack and death itself would start working backwards. Brothers and sisters, there is nothing new under the sun. The wicked princes of this world still operate using the wisdom of this world, following the prince of the power of the air that is at work in the sons of disobedience. Psalm 94, which we'll be singing later on today, describes it this way. Can wicked rulers be allied with you? Those who frame injustice by statute? They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my stronghold and my God the rock of my, of my refuge. He will bring back on them their iniquity and wipe them out for their wickedness. The Lord our God will wipe them out. So they lie. They conspire against God and his people in order to kill them and to remove their ability to provide for their families. The psalm says they frame injustice by statute, meaning that they call injustice and wickedness good and they create laws to protect evil and punish the righteous. They band together and crush the innocent. But rest assured, Christians, the psalm also says God will bring back on them their iniquity. They do not understand the hidden wisdom, the deeper magic that will cause their plans to unravel and in the end, come back on their heads. A few examples really quickly. Stephen was the first martyr we hear about in the New Testament and he boldly proclaimed the gospel to the Jewish scholars in Jerusalem. And filled with satanic rage against God, they stoned him. But who was watching? A zealous anti-Christian Jew named Saul. Checkmate. Go back to your Old Testament. Joseph's brothers hated him and his righteousness. Filled with jealousy and satanic wisdom of this world, they threw him into, threw him into a pit and left him for dead buried alive, and yet God raised Joseph from the grave, set him at the right hand of the king, where all of the nations of the earth streamed to him in order to be saved. Does that sound familiar, Christians? There are many of you here today who are staring down the same satanic power that Jesus and the martyrs were. Wicked men who think that they can amass more power for themselves by threatening your livelihood. But remember, they don't know about death and resurrection, God's hidden wisdom. We at TRC do. The enemy saw COVID as, an, as a way to scatter the flock and to shut down churches, and yet here we are. Their attempts to control us, to separate us, to cancel us, to censor us, have all backfired. They have pulled deep heaven down on their own heads. Had the princes of this world known the hidden wisdom of God, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Their plans always backfire. So I say, go ahead, martyr us. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Go ahead, cancel us. They tried that with our Savior, and he is now seated at the right hand of God. 
Death in God's story is always preceded, always precedes resurrection. And God's enemies always fall for it. Saints, I don't know how the trials and the persecutions that you are facing today will turn out. I cannot promise you that they will not sting. You may be crushed. But I can promise you, dear saints, that the Father will never leave you and he will never forsake you because you have been baptized into his beloved son, Jesus Christ. And this is not the first time that the good shepherd, that our good shepherd, has walked through the valley of the shadow of death. He knows this valley very well. Remember, he paved the first path out of it. So dear saints, my exhortation to you this morning is to take heart. Yes, there are big, dark clouds on the horizon. As we sang last week, ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and will break in mercy and blessings on your head. I don't know exactly what God is up to here, but I'm familiar enough with his ways to be eager, almost giddy with anticipation for what he is going to do next. As Doug Wilson says, God loves cliffhangers. I believe that the great reset may result in a great revival. And let's pray that it does. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Thank you.